Hello and welcome to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. Our desire with these episodes is to provide quality content based on the material we're working through in our weekly core group meetings. We're striving to build a multi-demographic community of believers with the purpose of glorifying God through proclaiming the gospel, making disciples, and resting in Christ. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Redeemer Church Columbus podcast. This week, much like every other week, we're going to be discussing one of our core values here at Redeemer. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone, just kind of our goal and our mission here at Redeemer is to be a church that just strives to be a multi-demographic community of believers with the purpose of glorifying God by proclaiming his gospel, making disciples, and resting in Christ. And today, on this episode, we're going to be focusing on a key component of this, which is biblical community. So I'm going to say it one more time, it's biblical community. Now, much like every other ones we've prefaced by saying, um, really, that when we use the term biblical, we're not saying other churches are wrong and doing things differently but rather we feel and are convicted that these are some key components of what it means to be a biblical church. And so as we look at this topic of biblical community, we're going to begin by having David, he's back with us this week, to read the statement as a whole, and then we will dive into it a little more in depth from there. Yeah, what's up guys? Um, <clears throat> biblical community consists of believers committing to live in fellowship with one another, with the gospel as their primary motivation, since this is the primary commonality of fellowship, church members should commit to serving, forgiving, encouraging, instructing, teaching, and praying with one another, regardless of any superficial differences, which means that the relationships that make up the community go beyond any social, racial, economical, or generational barriers. This type of community is a picture of Christ's ministry of reconciliation amidst such a divided world to those that are in need of a big reconciled to or being reconciled to God. All right, so we're going to first start off with the first part of this statement. I know he just read it, but I want to read it again for us, which says, "Biblical community consists of be of believers committing to live in fellowship with one another." with the gospel as their primary motivation. After this, we're gonna really see three areas of this statement. The first one being the one another aspect of it. The second is the transcending nature of this relationship. And the third is the gospel on display. Now, begin with though, I wanna look at this idea that biblical community is primarily motivated by the gospel. Um, what I mean by that is that the gospel is the center of what leads and guides and directs our relationships with one another. We're going to unpack how that looks uh, in day-to-day life and life of the church in just a moment. But significantly, before we even get there, is understanding the gospel itself. We've touched on this some already about three or four episodes ago. But the gospel itself is that God is perfect and holy, that man is sinful, deserving of the wrath of God, but God in his love, as well as seeking his will above all else, sends his son into the world to live a perfect and holy life, 
dying the death on the cross, being laid in the tomb, rising again, conquering sin, death, and the grave. And now all who believe and trust in him can be saved. All they have to do is trust in Jesus and nothing else. So when we say the gospel, what we mean is the saving knowledge of Christ and the work that he has done on behalf of man to reconcile them from from death to life, from God to uh, from enemy of God to son or daughter of God. So this idea of reconciliation goes deeper because it's that work of the gospel itself is the reconciliation between a sinful man and a holy God. And so when we say the gospel is the primary motivation, what we see in scriptures such as Galatians chapter 3, 28, that the gospel transcends all of these areas of life. No matter what we look like, act like, no matter where we live, no matter our occupation, no matter how much money we have, the gospel is more important than any of those other things. And so the gospel is what we first and foremost build our relationships on. It's kind of like David here is a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. But we have a gentleman that's a part of the core group named Tim. Tim is not a baseball fan. But I and David can communicate and have a friendship with Tim, though he does not like baseball. I'm a Braves fan. David is a? Braves fan. So we have this commonality. But honestly, before this conversation, I knew he liked the Braves, but I didn't know he identified as a Braves fan. So that's not the commonality of a friendship that's went back 12, 14 years. Rather, what is is Christ and him crucified. And so what we're talking about in biblical community is the gospel must be centered. And if it's not centered, then these other things cannot be the case. So that gets us to the, the meat of the matter, per se. So... Um, so how does the biblical community, how does the biblical community look through, uh, like one another? Yeah. So first and foremost, we see, um, in this statement, I think about six or seven, one another statements, uh, more specifically that we would serve one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, instruct one another, teach one another and pray with one another. Um, these are just some small examples of what we see in scripture. Scripture actually provides, I believe, 32 one another statements. Um, and if there's 32 things that we should be doing as believers to and for one another, then there's something to that. Um, but the one another is really just that we would live in community with each other, that we would live life with one another, um, meaning that we see each other more than on Sundays. Or we see each other more than between Sunday and community groups. That we would actually, though, live in different places and have different occupations and have different family structures and just timely matters, that we would commit to helping one another in life. If it be things that we would quote-unquote call Christian things or if it be things of this world. Meaning that if David is having a difficult time at his occupation, You know, as a brother in Christ, I would commit to allowing him to vent or to share his frustrations with his job, though I know nothing about them. Um, Or it be that if David or if I are dealing with things in our marriage or with our children, or maybe we even just have questions on biblical matters that we would reach out to each other. Uh, It could be times of financial need. It could be times of sickness or sorrow. Uh, Simply that all throughout life, we would just lean into each other in a community of believers for the purpose of growing more in Christ 
and the purpose of sharing the gospel, making disciples, and resting in Jesus. So, how does biblical community look through transcending? Yeah, so that's a weird way of kind of phrasing this, uh, mainly because that, that word there is more or less for my benefit as I was teaching through this today. But what I mean by this is that biblical community transcends different areas of this life. And now, this statement specifically says that this means that the relationships that we make in community go beyond our social, racial, economical, or generational barriers. What I mean by that is that if the gospel is centered to our relationships, then it doesn't matter how much money I make. It doesn't matter how little money I make. It doesn't matter what color I am, what race I am. It doesn't matter if I stay at home with my kids. It doesn't matter if I even have kids. It doesn't matter if I'm 80. It doesn't matter if I'm 20. It doesn't matter if I'm four or if I'm 40. It doesn't matter. What matters is Christ. It doesn't matter if I'm a Braves fan or if I'm a Yankees fan. It doesn't matter if I like football or I don't like football. It doesn't matter if I play an instrument or don't play an instrument. It doesn't matter if I'm an Air Force man. It doesn't matter if I'm a college student. It doesn't matter what I do or who I am. What matters is Christ. It doesn't matter if the person across from me would line up with me politically. It doesn't matter if the person across from me would agree completely with me on things of how to handle the social climates of our day and time. What matters is Christ and him crucified. Does it matter if my brother or sister in Christ believes in the idea of God saving those from eternity past, meaning that God elected some for salvation or if God didn't? It doesn't matter if we focus more on the sovereignty or the free will. It doesn't matter if we believe Jesus is going to come back and then a rapture or if that we believe that Jesus comes back after this time of tribulation. What matters is the core tenets of the faith. And what I mean by all of this is that the gospel transcends these things in life that we tend to put a focus upon, not only in the church, but in society, where if we would focus on the gospel, we would have everything that we need in common, and that is Jesus. Now, how does biblical community look you know, in the gospel? Yeah, so um, the main thing being here is that biblical community is a picture of the gospel. Much like that of marriage, right? Marriage is a picture of the gospel that the husband laying down his life to serve his wife is a picture of Christ loving the church and that the wife submitting to the leadership of the husband is an example of the church submitting to Christ, right? And we see this in Paul's letters. Biblical community within a church setting is much the same is that we as individuals committing to loving one another is a picture that we have something different about us and that different from us in the world is Christ. See, John chapter 13, 35, Christ essentially says that you will be known as my disciples by the way that you love one another. See, the reality here is that we live in a society and in a climate not only in the United States, but all over the world where there's political turmoil, there's social economical turmoil, there is racial issues, there's gender issues. Um, and really what we're saying in this statement 
is that we as individuals that would line up differently on things outside of the church context, outside of the gospel, that we were we, we hold fast to this idea that us being able to agree to disagree or to love one another in spite of our differences is actually a picture of the reconciliation that God offers through Christ Jesus. That what we're, what we're doing is being an example of reconciliation, that we would come together in our differences and say that we have this one thing in common that makes all of these other things look ignorant or insignificant in comparison to him. And so therefore, we would find this reconciliation between one another in Christ Jesus. And that's essentially what the gospel is, is that God would be reconciled to a sinful man through Christ. And so us coming together is a picture of how Christ desires to save those who would trust in him. All right, so it really kind of walks through our um, four aspects of this statement, and we hope that this has really been beneficial for you guys and that it's been helpful. Um, there may be some questions about biblical community. We're going to explore some of these topics more in about two or three weeks when we get to our um, core, core practices of the church. Um, and so then we may explore some of it a little differently. But until then, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly or shoot an email uh, to james at redeemercolumbus.com. Call me, hit me up on social media of some sort. Um, But until then, if you're a part of Redeemer, I want to just share my my appreciation to you. If you're not in that this podcast is maybe a way of you understanding more about the church, if you want to partner with us to some extent or another, or maybe you just want to be a part of the church, reach out to me. Um, But we pray that this is a beneficial conversation for you and that you would have a great and blessed week. Thank you for listening to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. We hope this material has been beneficial. 